We now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from a land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Turn your radio Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And we want you to stay tuned because just a little bit we're going to have a song from my wife and her daughter. And we're going to be singing about that old drug the cross made the difference. And then we want to talk about some of the things that's going on in this world right now and uh, what the Bible says about uh, some of those things. And so stay tuned. We've got some interesting things coming up today. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Thank you. 
life, the cross made the difference. And I'll tell you what, that's the only way any of us is going to ever be saved is we've got to go to the one and believe on him, the one that died there at Calvary, which was Jesus Christ, and obey the gospel. I hear a lot of things uh, that's going on in the world today, and uh, people have different opinions on them. And one of the things we've been hearing a lot about, and the fact that since Israel has become a nation again, and that was quite a, a miracle and a fulfillment of the Word of God, and uh, has become a nation, and now their capital again is Jerusalem. And now I start, and I hear a lot of talk about pretty soon they're making plans to rebuild the temple. I don't know how all that will work out. We know that right now at the temple site, there is that mosque, and I don't know how that's going to work out. The I don't think the Arab people want to give that up. The Muslims want to give that up. And uh, so I don't know how all this is going to work out, but I hear a lot of talk about it, <clears throat> even to the point that some are saying that they're building furniture over there right now for the temple. And uh, I heard one preacher say that he was over there. He's seen it. They've actually built the Ark of the Covenant to get it ready to go into the temple. And some people think this is a wonderful thing. I personally, I don't. I don't see that at all. I think it would be a, a bad thing uh, if it happens. But they say it'll have to happen. That'll bring about the end of time and the Antichrist. And I've heard teaching like that since I was a young man. But I just want to share something in the Word of God that I don't hear taught very much about the temple that the Bible speaks about that God wants to build or wants to have built. In the seventh chapter of Second Samuel, if you want to read there, and you look at verse 12, <clears throat> Samuel the prophet had come, or uh, uh, Nathan the prophet had come to David, in Second Samuel, seventh chapter and verse twelve, and when thy days be fulfilled, he's telling David now, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And if he commit iniquity, I will chastise him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. And there's a revelation there. I don't want to get into that part just right now, what that really means. That my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. So uh, we know that after that, David wasn't allowed to build the temple because he had blood on his hands or he was a, a warrior, a bloody man. And, uh, but he was promised that his son would be able to build it. Well, we know that he had a son, Solomon, and Solomon built that first temple. We know that. But on the other hand, did it endure forever, that particular kingdom? Or was he talking about something else? I believe that he was talking about the time that Jesus would come, and he was known to be the son of David after the flesh, and I believe he's the one that was going to build the temple. And we find some expressions in the Word of God. In the 11th chapter of the book of Isaiah, 
verse 1, it said, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And if you would just count them, it mentions seven different phrases there or spirits that's going to rest upon this one called the branch that was uh, this branch that would grow out of the roots. And uh, we go on through the word of God and keeping that in mind. I go to the third chapter of the book of Zechariah. And in the third chapter of Zechariah, verse 8, Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that set before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes, and behold, I will engrave the gravings thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. I believe that's talking about Jesus again. And like it was seven spirits here, seven eyes. And it was talking about the son of David, Jesus. Well, it's interesting as you continue here to the fifth chapter of the book of Zechariah, or the sixth chapter. And in the sixth chapter, in about verse uh, <clears throat> 12. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. He shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall set and rule upon his throne, and he shall be a priest unto his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. And he goes on here and jump down to verse 15. Then he makes a statement that's interesting. And they that are far off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord, and ye shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you, and this shall come to pass if ye will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. So he said a far off people was going to come and build in the temple, and he also said that the man whose name is the branch shall build it. Well, I found out that the uh, book of Matthew, the second chapter, there's a phrase there that said that Jesus went into Nazareth because... The prophets had said that <clears throat> he would be called a Nazarene. I found out that the word Nazareth is the word also means branch, branch. And so whenever I read the word in the Old Testament, this man called the branch, I see this man called the Nazarene. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen, is what was preached in the New Testament. And it was even said there in the third and fourth chapter of the book of Acts uh, that there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, neither is there salvation any other. So then there was a temple going to be built. But the man which, whose name is the branch, he's the one that's going to build the temple. Well, that called my attention to something else. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, that was over in Matthew, the 16th chapter. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. And we learned something about that man, the Nazarene, 
the branch, the son of David, the man called Jesus, and which was Christ. In the 16th chapter, we find that he asked his disciples one day a question. And he did that so that they could get some understanding, I believe. And he uh, asked the question in about verse 16. And, uh, and uh, well, verse 15, he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Now they had already told him what they had been hearing and what other people thought. And Simon Peter answered in verse 16 and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And uh, Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we find here that Jesus, the branch, the king of David, the Nazarene, he is making the statement that I am going to build my church. I'm going to build it. We go over to the book of Hebrews, and in the book of Hebrews, uh, about the old third chapter, I believe is what I want, and if you have your Bibles there at home, you can turn with me, and we find something interesting there, all right? It talks about uh, a high priest. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So Jesus was an apostle because he was son of God. He was a high priest also after the order of Melchizedek. He was also a pastor. He was an evangelist. He was a teacher. Uh, he was all those different things. And he was a prophet. So it says here in the second verse, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all of his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all of his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So we find out then that there was a house to be built and that Jesus come along and he's going to build that house. He's going to build that temple, uh, if you please. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that. They think that man has to build it again. And uh, no, Jesus said, I'm going to build it. And I believe he knew what he was talking about. Then he said, the Gentiles... Some far-off people, in other words, was going to come and work and build in the temple. Now, what would that mean? And we look at the Word of God here, and we find a lot of expressions. Let's go over to Ephesians for just a moment. And in the second chapter of Ephesians, we read this, where the Apostle Paul is talking to the Gentile people and telling us that there's no more 
uh, division, and uh, that we're just one body, one spirit, as you're called, but one hope you're calling, and all that. But he says in verse th 13 of the second chapter of Ephesians, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes were far off, that's that far off people that was going to come and build in the temple, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall, a partition between us, and has abolished in his place the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you that were far off, that's the Gentile people, and to them that were nigh, that was Israel. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the build, building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. This same Bible in the first Corinthians, uh, around the sixth chapter, uh, the, or the third chapter, I believe the Apostle Paul had made a statement something like this. He said that our body is a temple for the Holy Ghost to dwell in. And I want you to think about it. Our body, our body is the temple for the Holy Ghost to dwell in. And if you think about that a little bit, um, that's pretty powerful to think that God is using men and women, boys and girls, to build a temple unto the Lord. And uh, we found out that uh, that's exactly what the Bible has said and uh, in the 16th verse of the third chapter of 1 Corinthians. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? And if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. How much plainer could it be that he was going to come and build the temple. Jesus is building the temple. So when I hear these stories about they're getting ready over there to build uh, a temple over there, uh, I, it doesn't excite me. In fact, it makes me feel bad in this respect because I believe if the Israel over there goes ahead and builds a temple, what it's telling us is that they are still blind when it comes to Christ Jesus. Uh, they have still not rejected, I mean, still have rejected uh, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the one that came and went to Calvary and died for their sins. They're still not receiving him. They still have confidence in the temple. They feel that they have got to build that temple, and that's going to be the temple of God, and I don't see that at all. And, you know, even some that claim they understand, but yet they, they'll turn around and say that that is going to be God's temple, and they say that the man of sin will come in there and sit in the temple of God. 
is it God's temple? Is he the one that's building it? Or is it their effort because they have rejected truth, they've rejected Jesus Christ, and until they get uh, their eyes open, until they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and go back to what they rejected at Pentecost, now there was a remnant, don't get me wrong, there was a remnant that received it. There was no Gentiles on the day of Pentecost. There wasn't no Gentiles clear up until the day that Peter went to the house of Cornelius and began to preach to them. But up until then, it was just Israelites getting saved. That was the remnant that God spoke about. But after that, then the Jews as a whole was blinded, rejected Jesus Christ. Now, if they're ever going to be saved, that temple's not going to get it done. Sacrifice and offerings is not going to get it done. They can build the furniture, they can build the Ark of the Covenant, but it's not going to get it done. The only thing that will get it done is whenever the veil is taken off of their heart and they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they repent of their sins, they obey what Peter said on the second in the second chapter of Acts on the day of Pentecost and get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and then get filled with the precious Holy Ghost and uh, repent of their sins. They're, that's what they're going to have to do. That's what was given to them, and that's what they have rejected. That's what they've got to go back to. And we find in the second uh, Peter, uh, in the second chapter, well, first Peter, second chapter, uh, Peter says this, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisies, envies, and all your speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Watch verse 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable God uh, to God by Jesus Christ. Think about that. And uh, wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is become the head of the corner. A stone of stumbling, a rock of fence, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto they were appointed. And he goes on talking. He said, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him that hath called you out of darkness into this marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. See, he's talking to Gentiles, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And if far off people is going to come and build in the temple of the Lord. And the branch, the man whose name is the branch, is the one that's going to build it. And the branch means Nazarene. So Jesus, 
Christ of Nazareth, the Nazarene. He is the one that is going to build the temple. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Every temple that had been built in the past, every one was tore down at some time or another, or was destroyed, had to be rebuilt. But this time, he's building something that an atomic bomb won't touch, a hydrogen bomb won't touch. There's no nation in the world that'll have enough soldiers and power, amen, to touch it, amen. It's a temple that is a spiritual temple, a spiritual house built out of the men and women, boys and girls that have accepted God's gift of salvation, which is Jesus Christ, the one who went to Calvary and died in our place and have received that salvation, have repented of their sins and have believed on him, recognizing who he is, that it was his blood that is going to bring us redemption and cleanse us from our sin and accepted that, believed it, and then obeyed the gospel. A man received his spirit, was filled with the Holy Ghost, and there those people are uh, lively stones building up a temple unto the Lord. In other words, uh, the Holy Ghost dwells in us. Our body is a living temple, a, a place for the Holy Ghost to dwell, our bodies. Not natural brick, stone, mortar, and all that. I'm talking about men and women, boys and girls, a spiritual habitation for God through the Spirit, and Jesus is the one that's building it. And I'll tell you what, the gates of hell will not prevail against his house. I'll guarantee you that. Well, I see your time slipping away. Have a little song here. See you next week, same time, same station, with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry.
listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. here on WMBS. We